You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, hosted by Ivan Fonte. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Thinking about your PMV1 and rotor vaccinations for your birds this season. Think, think livestock, specialists for PMV and rotor vaccine supply for the cheapest price for your PMV and rotor vaccine this season. Think livestock, located at 575 Midland Highway, Huntley, Bendigo area. Think Livestock can organize safe courier delivery of your PMV-1 or rotor vaccine. Think Livestock, vaccines for PMV-1 paramyxovirus and rotavirus and racing pigeon vaccination kits. Think and call Think Livestock for friendly service and advice for your PMV-1 and rotor vaccine this season on 03544-88942. That's 035 double four double eight nine four two or you can visit their website online at www.thinklivestock.com think livestock proud sponsors of pigeon radio australia the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch the Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419-386-861. That's 0419-386-861. Six one. Here comes pride up the back stretch. Heartaches are going to the 
side My tears are holding back They're trying not to fall My heart's out of the running True love's scratch for another say The race is on and it looks like heartache And the winner loses all A range of European products, recommended and used by pigeon fanciers worldwide, for winning performance and healthy pigeons, especially in times of stress, molting, breeding or racing, our products have shown great results to national winning lofts and top racing fanciers. A large range of loft and racing equipment from Europe and Australia. Contact Natural Pigeon Products, Don, 0359981000 and www.pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Mondays from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Chok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Your voice in the community. 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. G'day from down under in our new studios here, the Pigeon Media Studios in Melbourne, Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Tonight's program, we have an excellent program. We've got Dr. Rob Marshall coming on. Well, congratulations to Dr. Rob Marshall. I'll congratulate him later on. We'll find out why. And also, he's going to talk about problems with pigeons that we've been experiencing around Australia. Pigeons cramping up, not being able to fly and uh, stuff like that. So we're going to find out what's causing this problem in Australia. Also, we have David Gordon from the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney. Now, Sydney's in a lockdown with the COVID-19 rubbish, so um, we're going to find out what's happening in Sydney. Also, got Naomi Pierce coming on from the United Kingdom, our United Kingdom uh, correspondent, to tell us why 10,000 pigeons went missing during the week from an English race in Great Britain. So stay tuned. We've got lots more on Pigeon Radio Australia. Stay tuned and on with the show. Stop the pigeon. 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 How? Damn him. Damn him. Damn him. Grab him. Stop that pigeon now. Yes. And we've got to introduce these couple of people here. Uh, yes, our bananas. Here they come. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, B1? I think I am B2. It's music. Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara, B1 and B2, our Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pyjamas. And first of all, to Mr B2, Tony Barbara, who's here in the studio with me. Hello, Tony. Good day, Ivan. Good day, B1. Good day, Pink Panther. And good day to everybody around the world. Yes. How's your birds going? You've had a toss today, Tony, didn't you? It was a nice day for yeah, a toss. Yeah, they're they going very good, especially what I'm feeding them, that mix. Oh, the, uh, you're, talking about, uh, you're talking about that mix from Thomastown. Yeah? yeah, I tell you, doing a good job. Yeah, it's a very good mix, and the, and, the, and the seeds are great, and, and yeah, it's very good food. And they highly recommend it to go to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies and get the Pigeon Radio Australia Euro Race Mix. It's it's the one to have, isn't it? Tony? Yeah, it's a very good mix. <laughs> All right, we're going to introduce Mr. B One Tony McPherson. Hello, Tony McPherson. Uh, good day, Ivan. Good day, B two, and uh, hello to everyone out there. It's been a uh, lovely day today for tossing oh, birds. Oh, mate, I had a great toss today. Eighty kilometres, mate, and they were coming good. They beat me uh, home, actually. One. They beat me home. I tell you something. I, I was out at um, the, uh, Hank Mervis's uh, yesterday, you know, picking up one of my birds. Um, a lot of birds being reported. A lot of birds. Uh, in the VHA and probably every other fed at this minute, everyone's going mad, um, been let loose and going mad and, and tossing birds all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, 
uh, extra driving to pick up birds. All right. Well, we'll, we'll continue this discussion, Mr. McPherson. But first of all, yeah. we've got to introduce this fella right now. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretch. All bow for Sir Charles. Hello, Sir Charles. G'day, everybody. How are you, all? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, not bad getting there. there. How's your birds going? Oh, yeah, they're flying. That's about it. Mm, They're flying. That's about it. Mm. Yeah, they're flying. All right, Mr. McPherson, continue on with what you were saying. Oh, look, I, I was just saying there's a lot of birds, you know, everyone's uh, had the opportunity now to go further than 25k, so it's uh, <laughs> been further. And there's a heck, yeah. a heck of a lot of birds um, <laughs> uh, going left, right and centre. Uh. As a matter of fact, I, I, I reported a bird and I thought it was raced by someone in Melbourne, but it was a Geelong pigeon. But in actual fact, no, it was from Geelong, and uh, it was out of a toss from Belan. Mm. So from Belan to get over to Monturna, mm. um, yeah, I think it had been mixed up with a few other birds. They've tossed it again, mm. and the, the poor bugger doesn't know where it is. But uh, anyway, we'll... Uh, We'll take it down to Geelong tomorrow. We're, we're going down that way, so, mm. yeah. Mm. So uh, he'll, he'll end up back back home. From mm. a, and it's a two-year-old, or mm. a three-year-old, I think, mm. yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of birds around, a lot of birds, um, you know, going left, right and centre. Mm. So, you know, I've had, I had a bird report out at Roxbury, Roxbury Park. And mm. I thought, how the hell did it get out there? Mm. It's got in with... Someone's tossed this way, hmm. and my birds are gone with them, hmm. and it's ended up over there hmm. because it, because it hadn't been tossed. Hmm. So yeah, you just they're, they're going everywhere. So yeah, you just got to be mindful that they can get tangled up with tossed birds and yeah. everything else. So, uh, right. yeah. so everyone's eagerly looking forward to you guys this this weekend coming. Oh yes, we're starting this weekend. Yep. And uh, we're the weekend after. And, and I'm, uh, I'm excited. Look, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. My word, everyone is uh, just, yeah. Uh, I remember last year we had one race and we were all excited. <laughs> yeah. and that was it. Yeah, and, and, Gary Gillard, and Gary Gillard won the averages. He's won the aggregate bird of the year, the whole shebang, mate. Yeah, it, it, yeah, the averages, the whole, the whole shebang. Anyway, uh, but, uh, um... I've got to break you because what we're going to do now is we'll have a song, right? And yep. oh yeah, here's a good one. I found a really good song, ACDC. We'll play a little bit of Aka Daka, all right? And uh, we'll all break good. for a song, and we're going to come back with uh, Dr. Rob Marshall, all right? So stay tuned. We're going to be back with the Pigeon Radio Australia vet, Dr. Rob Marshall, and here's a little bit of Aka Daka, and this song's called "She Likes Rock and Roll." All right, ACDC. She likes rock and roll and Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be back with Dr. Rob Marshall. Stay tuned.
Pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Taramid. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Pet Stock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Join Molly and Fluoro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm, 
We'll have interviews with gardening experts plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show where we'll be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games and of course more great music. G'day, hello, and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt, and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m., and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And we broadcast from a great radio station in Melbourne, Australia, right next to the Bayside it is. So you, and it's 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne. So uh, our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And you can get us on all social media, so all you've got to do is go to the Google machine and put in Pigeon Radio Australia and we'll come up and you can go to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything you want. All right, right now we have on the line uh, Dr. Rob Marshall, our Pigeon Radio Australia vet. And uh, first of all, I'd like to congratulate Dr. Rob Marshall on gaining Third fed in the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation uh, this weekend. <laughs> Congratulations, Rob, mate. Oh, thank, thanks, Ivan. That's very kind of you. No, that's fantastic result, mate. And the bird is a lovely-looking pigeon, really. Is. Yeah, I, I sent you a picture of your bird there, too. Yes. It went on the weekend, so they're yeah. looking pretty well, aren't they? They're looking really good, Rob. Now, yeah. now, Rob, what I've got you on for tonight is... Um, yeah. Uh, we've had a few problems, as you know, with birds cramping up and not being able to fly. And that's, So could you just explain to people what's going on? Okay, so what we're seeing, and I, I've seen it in my loft as well, it, it, um, my experience is that this problem is occurring in older birds. So um, is that your experience? Yes. I, I, you know, two-year-olds and three-year-olds, that's what it's yeah, occurring exactly in. Right. Yeah, exactly right, yep. So, um, and what they tend to do is they, it, what happens is that if you breed from these birds, like I, I, I don't have any, st- all my birds are X-race birds, so they get let out all the time. They're not locked in, you see. Um, if you breed and then put them in, up with the race team and toss them after you've bred heavily or bred into January and then toss them, that, that can cause this problem. So, because they haven't, recovered from the depletion of the breeding season, their physical depletion, mm. and then that, then they have to go through the molt 
and then they haven't recovered from that and then you put them into work. And you'll see it most like commonly in females, um, female birds rather than male birds. So um, and what happens is um, it predisposes them to um, Staphylococcus intermedius, that bacteria, and that bacteria has the effect of melting the muscles. Like in humans, it will it will it will destroy the muscles quite quickly. So mm. it's, it's quite uh, and in in it will cause muscle injury. That muscle injury may actually be permanent. So what you will see, you will see a bird that often will drop one wing. So it's got a, a wing that's dropping. Now it's not. Salmonella is different from that. Mm. The symptoms are different, right? Mm. What you don't get, you don't get the swelling of the of the joint. Um, you'll get this. Uh, they look really good in the neck. They look normal, yeah. but they can't fly, right? Yeah, and yeah. they handle well too because I was handling one that somebody brought to test here at my place and uh, it handles beautiful. The feathers feel silky. Everything's normal, right? But the bird just can't perform. And the, and the flesh will be rose pink, right? Yes, yes. So it's telling you it's not a respiratory-type problem but a muscle problem. The problem is that once they get, if they toss heavily and, and those birds go away, that that muscle can be permanently affected. It looks like a cramp, but it's actually not. It's actually a muscle weakness or muscle damage, and that's why the wing drops. Um, so the muscles won't be hard. They'll be soft, and everything will look normal. Um, but they, those birds do not recover, right? Um, mm. I've, I've had them here for a long time and they haven't recovered. So the, what, what we need to do is we need to recognize that that condition is a consequence of overtraining a bird that's not ready to be trained. Do you understand? So yeah, yeah. If you, and it's, it's telling you, if you get a bird like that, it's telling you that something's going wrong. Now, it, can, it may also be related to uh, food that's contaminated, so it's predisposing that bird to that infection for, by immune suppression, so it's a, suppressing immunity and allowing it to the, get these problems that otherwise it wouldn't get if it was healthy and had good food. So, But it's telling you that generally that you're doing something wrong. You know, Now, you might be overtraining. Overtraining is a very common consequence, and it's not loft flying. It's always to do with tossing. And it's always to do with tossing with birds that are in that toss team that are, can't keep up with the the toss uh, the other birds in the in the in the flock. Um, it also is an indication that the birds in the flock are really in coming into top form because they're sprinting, right? So they're sprinting home, hmm. and you've got these birds trying to hang on to those birds. So they overexert themselves, get the muscle damage, get then get the bacteria going into that area. That's how I understand that condition. Hmm. Um, and for example, when when I'm tossing my birds, what you'll see is that you'll see most birds come home, um, go straight in, go and eat, but a few will go up to the water, right? And hmm. they've been normally loft flying, but when you toss them and they have that toss, they'll come in first of all, they'll be panting, but it's not respiratory, right? Because what's happened, they've overextended themselves with the toss, trying to keep up with the rest of the birds. These are susceptible birds in the flock, you see. So essentially what's going to happen, you're going to lose those flip birds um, from the tosses. It's not a highly contagious problem, but you want to move those birds out of the, the race loft and put them in a section on their own where they can actually fly. They have to be able to fly uh, or try to fly to try and get those going. You give them Epsom salts baths 
but essentially these birds won't recover. Mm. So yeah. th- there's no treatment for them or anything like that? Can you? Can um, you... Well, what, what you can do is you can try the treatment for the staphylococcus penicillin antibiotic and um, Epsom salts baths. If you get it early right, if you see that bird early, um, if it comes in and you'll see it drinking, then drop that wing a little bit. Um, my view would be I wouldn't treat the whole flock, right, because the whole flock is coming into form. That's what it's telling you. But you would uh, isolate that bird with another bird, not on its own, but in an area where it can fly up if you've got space. And then medicate that for seven days with penicillin antibiotic, but give it, dunk it in Epsom salts daily in a warm bath mm. and um, for two or three days and see if it will recover that way. Mm. That, will, that will eliminate the possibility that you have got cramping. Do you understand? Yep, yep, I understand. Yep. Now, Charlie Gretsch has uh, experienced uh, that problem. And, Charlie, um, do you want to ask Rob about it? Yeah, I had a two-year-old um, cockbird, actually. Um, right. Did Daddy dropped his wing, and when he takes, when he goes for a fly, you can see that he's really, um, you know, double-beating. Struggling, yes. Yeah, trying, to, trying to get up, and obviously he doesn't stay up for very long, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, he's out of action. Yeah. So, so what? Yes. Yeah, so what happens? It, it's interesting you say that double beating. I think we need to explain what that looks like. Um, what happens is actually the bird is uh, unable to extend its whole wing, so it's it's a really short beat, isn't it? It's short. Mm. It's not. It's not lifting its wings up very high. Is that what you've noticed? Yep. 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 So you can you can actually tell these birds, can't you, when they're flying? What? what oh yeah. What, yeah. Um, they do this, and they, they, their body isn't straight. They're sort of Labouring, not, but they're doing really short wing flight, wing, wing beaks, just to keep up because they're not extending that flight, their wing up and down to extend as it should be done, and they try to keep up with their flock. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And by doing so, they're overexerting that muscle as well. So that's why you have to bring them in. Don't let them fly for a little while to make sure you don't get further tears in that muscle, which predisposes to permanent damage. Sorry to interrupt you. What, what were you going to say then? No, I uh, I just put it away now. I've just put him in a single pen, and just let him um, let him recover and see see how he goes. And yeah. Floor. I can't find no. with the others because he's just gonna just gonna keep put, pulling out and yeah um, yeah create problems. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so I think I think everyone. I don't. I haven't experienced this before. Rotavirus? Have you? Um. I it is I don't know it's uh, I sort of get one every year. Even, right. if it's a, even if it's a race, you know, like it's raced the year before, um, it's actually performed pretty well, and then yes. all of a sudden, it's just gone in the wing. Yeah. I thought, what have you done? You know. Well, I noticed that too. That it's in my really good birds, mm. and I think that the connection there mm. may be that mentally they want to keep up with the flock. Do you understand? And also. Um, I've read from that birds. I've always all the birds that I've had, I've read from them. So that's why I asked that question: Have you bred from that bird, especially a female? Maybe you're not a male, but especially a female. I haven't had any males, have it? But I've only had females, so it'd be interesting. Oh, to see, have you right? It'd yeah. be interesting to know what the experience of other flies are if they notice this or not, mm. uh, so we can get an overview of what's going on. Yeah, that's right. But every year there's always one that. Um, you don't know if it's been knocked or... No, you locked, don't. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, interesting. Um, yeah. Mm. Tony McPherson, okay, have you experienced this problem in your loft, mate? Oh, look, 
Yeah, I have actually, um, especially uh, late breads. Yeah, yeah, they struggle to keep up with your with your team, and and they're trying to work too hard (laughs) to to keep up. And and, uh, yeah, I've had one there, one youngster um, that you watch him flying, and he he's flying three beats to their one. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you think nah. Uh, you can just stay. <laughs> you sort of um, you, you, you're wasting your time, sort of thing. Uh, he may come good. He may come good uh, next year, and he may yeah. not. But um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I just set them aside uh, yeah. and don't overpressure them. And, and I think Rob, <laughs> when we talk about um, the birds, they loft fly and they fly quite freely. And and they fly the way that they want to fly. But when you when you toss them, um, they're flying under stress, and, and because of, they don't know where they are, they're trying to find where they are. And then when they do work out, uh, and off they go. So they're and they're also looking for predators. So there's a lot of stress involved. And I think you know the birds. Um, Break down a heck of a lot, a lot easier, and, and especially if we keep toss, 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 uh, and it just breaks them down, and we end up losing birds that we shouldn't. Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. I think that uh, it's it, early on we have to educate the birds by tossing them, right? Mm. But but once they get fit, um, they don't need to be tossed heavily, especially, and also a lot of people toss really heavily for the early sprints, right? And I think it's counterproductive in the long term because it puts them under so much pressure that they they usually break down about race five or six and it's then very hard to get those birds going again. Um, And my view is similar to yours, Tony. My view is that I'd prefer to have the birds loft flying. You can't get them race fit with loft flying, right? You have to – you actually have to toss them. That's my view. Yeah. Um, now, if they're un, if they're carrying a disease or unhealthy, they they become more prone to the stress of fear um, than if they're healthy, and so then they then be un, then they make wrong decisions, and that's when they get you know corked and things like that. So if they're if they're um, healthy, they're more resilient to stress, right? Uh, and they're able to cope with. Um, the hawks. That's why you see birds with healthy flock. People with healthy flocks in a hawk area don't get the birds don't get hawked, right? Because mm-hmm. they they know that they are fit enough to outpace the hawk. Whereas <coughs> birds are unhealthy. Unhealthy flocks get predated every day. So that's what's happening. So I think it's very important to get that balance, as you say, between training with tossing and training around the loft. And I understand what you're saying because I get very distressed when I put a bird in the basket and it vomits, you know, starts vomiting, right? Um, what what does that mean to you? Well, there's two things there. He's, uh, in actual fact, he hasn't emptied his crop for a starter. So um, uh, that, that could present, uh, it could be a wet canker or, or a respiratory, but there's stress involved. And, uh, and once they start throwing up, there's, yeah, I'd take him back out and put him back yeah. in the, back in the yeah. loft. Because I, I said that he's unhappy to be in that 
that situation, right? Mm. Mm. And he's probably unhappy because he's uncertain of his capacity because he's been on the toss before. Mm. He's experienced some sort of threat before and he relates the basket to that potential threat. Not that he thinks in the future, but that basket is like a, a, a marker of you know, <laughs> something's going to happen, right? A, a, a torture chamber. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and and that, that's upsetting for me as a pigeon fancy because um, most often the pigeons get in the basket and they love for going for the toss, right? They love it, don't they? Yeah, Have you yeah, noticed? They, yeah, they love to fly, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, yeah, they, they really do. And you can tell that by the way they leave the race point and they, they leave with figure. Yeah, and, okay. uh, and if they're flying the loft with figure, and the falcons definitely, as we say, Rob, you've got to have good health. If you haven't got good health, it doesn't matter. You, you, your birds, your birds will get knocked off by the falcons left, right, and centre. But if you get good health and they fly the loft well, um, then they'll fly with confidence and uh, they'll fly up to the falcons. And exactly. when you when you do your toss, they'll they'll leave. They won't hang around. No. I hate to see birds hanging around. Once you see birds hanging around, you know there's yeah, something yeah, yeah. wrong yeah, and they're yeah, going yeah. to get whacked. They're yeah, definitely what, going to get whacked. So how do you – what's your understanding of a, uh, of release of the birds that they don't leave straight away? What's your understanding of what's happening uh, there? Well, they're not orientating properly for a starter and uh, there's got to be a health problem there. Yeah, and, exactly uh, right, yes. So, yeah. look, as you know, Rob, many years ago I contacted you. I yeah. was living up at Sassafras and I took the birds for a toss. The birds were flying the roof reasonably well, but they were getting attacked a lot where I lived yeah. up in the mountains. And I took them for a toss and they walked out of the basket and I thought they are going to walk home. <laughs> and when I and when I when I chased them, <laughs> and when I chased them, they flew up. But then they just groaned around and groaned around. Yeah. And I thought there's something wrong here. And I rang you up. Yeah. And uh, and you you put me on to uh, Jensen Violet and a, a yeah. few other things. The Triple uh, uh, X. Yeah. And within a fortnight, those birds were entirely different. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that was mainly through the stress yes. of the birds being attacked every day. Of course, yeah, of course, of course, and they have no confidence. Yeah, and, what, and I like, what I like most, Tony, is as a sign of health, the birds come out, bounce out of the bar, or explode out of the race basket. That's what you want. They orientate, but then you see them wag their tail. Have you seen that? No. Yes, yeah, and, and yeah, they, they wag their tail. And that tells me, yes, they're right now. They've orientated and, yeah. and the bird's happy, right? It, it's a weird thing, isn't it? It's a weird yeah, thing, well, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, and you sit, watch them zigzag and you're thinking, yeah. these birds are on the ball. Yeah, but I always the ball. look for that wag of the tail as a, yeah. as a sign of health. And I look for that carefully when I let them go. And if they don't have that wag of the tail, I, I then think about well, what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got one more for you, Rob. Yeah. Now we've got a new, we've got a few new um, flies listening, and um, you've got a couple of weeks to go before the first race. Can you give them a bit of a, um, a, a rundown on what they need to do to prepare for the, for two weeks? They've got two weeks before the first race. Okay, so what? Yeah, so uh, essentially, 
the main thing is that when they're tossing, they look have to look for these markers of health, right? So just as Tony's been saying, they should explode out of the race basket. They should um, they should look for that wagon tail. They should leave the point quickly, right? So um, now by quickly, there's a few ways of looking at this because the quickly leaving varies according to, in my view, the family of births and the way that you train them, right? But, you, you know, you want them to maybe circle once or twice, right? You don't want them to circle for 10 minutes, 10, for 10 times, go away in the wrong direction, then come back again. Do you mean? Yeah. So you want to see them leave and you want to see them keep on leaving. You don't want to see them leave and then come back. That means you've got a health problem. So if for a new fancier, if they notice that, well, then they need to have their health assessed because you've only got two weeks to go, right? So, um, and that would be a good idea just to get the health checked before they start racing because there's nothing worse than losing your birth on that first race, right? And, for example, we had a really good, nice chap come in, and this is a critical thing. It's we've been racing for five weeks, right? Now he's got old, he's got old family birds and and beautiful birds. I handle them and they're beautiful, right? Now and he's losing you know half of them on the races um, and they're old family. They shouldn't you shouldn't lose them you know on these races. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that indicates you know essentially you've got a health problem. Now it's taken him five weeks to come up, right? Because what Fajan fans tend to do is they tend to make excuses for the birds, right? Like they didn't, they slow because they didn't get in the first batch, right? So um, now, and but if you, the main thing is the losses, right? You, you know, if you're in your club, you have someone who's getting 100% returns and you're getting 50% returns, you, you have to think, I've got a disease problem, don't you? Yep. Right. So for these new fanciers, one get get their droppings checked, right? First, are they near Ivan? Oh, they're all they're all over the place in general. Okay. Okay. In general. Yep. Okay. In general. So what you, what they need to do? Mm. First of all, the birds have to be loft flying vigorously before they toss, right? So then, when they toss, they assess to see if the birds are coming straight home. Um, and how they look when they're coming home. So have someone at home see if they go to the water first or the food first. Um, and if they're flying, loft flying well, well, that that's a really good thing. Now, I don't know how long your birds fly for, for, but I'd like the birds to fly, you know, at least an hour a day, even if that's twice, letting them out twice a day. But an hour is about what you want. I'd like my birds to fly much more than that. But... um. Uh, because they have to get fit before you can toss them and they have to be toss fit before you can race them. And mm-hmm. to achieve that, they have to be healthy. So my view is, one, um, two weeks before the race, I would always recommend if you can't get uh, the droppings tests or the birds tests tested, well, then go on to one of the programs that we recommend as a trial, right? Now, for example, you would mimic three three weeks before the race, I put my birds onto a program um, and then look at the droppings based on the the, um, the next morning after the medication trial. If the droppings improve and the, and the loft are flying 
uh, vigor increases dramatically, well, then you know that you've got a respiratory there and you're managing in the right way. So you get onto that program for three weeks until the first race because what will happen, that will improve your tossing effectiveness, uh, your education effectiveness, and will protect your birds from being hawked whilst they're tossing. But most of all, it will allow you to put the birds into the first race with the confidence that you're going to get good returns. Mm. So that's what I recommend. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks for that, Rob. Yeah, no, okay, mate. that's great. Um, and talking about tossing, um, I've been very observant since this COVID-19 stuff and lockdowns and that. So you're in the backyard and you're looking at your birds and you're observant of the birds. I tell you, the birds tell you when they want to be tossed. They actually... They do, indeed. Yes, yeah. they do. How, what, do they, how, what do they tell you? Well, I notice when, when when the birds want to be tossed, I'll let them out the, the day before, right, and I'll assess their flying, right, and I'll, they'll go up and they'll zigzag in the sky, right? And they'll yes. And the other thing they do is they'll come over my loft slow and then all of a sudden they'll start beating their wings fast and go whoosh, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and and that's how I know when they're ready to be tossed. And if they stop doing that, then I think either there's a problem with them or they just don't want to be tossed that day. So you just And the other, thing, the other thing, Ivan, is that when you start tossing, mm. the at first the loft flying time will be reduced, right? Mm. So um, and then as they get fitter, the life loft time flying time will increase again. Mm. So this tells you, um, really, this is an interval that I like to follow. When the loft flying uh, time comes up to what it should be, then I toss again. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So this is early in the stages. When you first toss, that loft flying time might have been an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half. That will come back to an hour, then might be back to 50 minutes, right? Um, mm. Because the birds have been tired by that toss. So um, that's, that's the way I do it. Mm. No, that that's a good system, and 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 when you watch the birds come home, the other thing that I've noticed when you watch the birds come home, if they don't come home eager to go into the loft and happy, uh, and they sort of sit on the loft and looking around, then you know something's happened, right? So then I I myself I back off on them a little bit, and then maybe give them a day break, and then give them another toss the day after. Very true, yeah, because if they're dazed, because that's what's happened, they got home and they, they don't know what to do because their, their blood glucose levels to the brain has gone down so they can't think properly. Correct. Or, or they're so buggered on the roof that they haven't got the strength to drop down and go in. Mm. So if, if they don't have a hunger to go in, well, that means they're tired. And I look for that too. The thing with all of this is that the health of the birds changes within a day right? Very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it so, does. Yeah, so you have to constantly, every day, monitor and make a focused attention to monitor the health and look for the signs of health Correct. and also look for the signs of failing health, right, mm. and understand these signs. Mm. Now, there's key things to look for, and the key thing really is to look for um, the colour of the dropping and the consistency of the dropping. That's going to be the first indication of something going wrong so um i always look for that always look also look for the size of the dropping and also look for watery droppings for example if you're feeding incorrectly so if you 
um, my my uh, approach to racing is I always feed my birds on the Friday as much as they can eat on the Friday morning, right? Now, mm-hmm. some people don't do that. They cut the food back and then if you did that and then you toss the birds, what you will notice when they come in, they will have a watery – they'll come in, eat, but they, droppings will be very watery for about 12 hours. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yeah. Now, that's telling you that your feeding is incorrect. That shouldn't happen, right? So if you underfeed, the problem with underfeeding is that there's a few things with underfeeding, right? And that, this is underfeeding. You need to fuel these birds. You need to give these birds, uh, fill them up with fuel so they can be energetic and fly at their greatest speed and capacity, right? And then get home and want to go in because they want to go in because their brain is functioning because they've got this energy. Now, if you underfeed them, what will happen? I think the only effectiveness of underfeeding, and most people think this is how it's effective, is that when they get home, they trap quickly. Well, in fact, it's the reverse. If they're too hungry, they don't trap quickly because they're not thinking. So um, if you can just think about Mm. that, I think that, and also the advantage of feeding fully is that the birds will come home on the second and third day. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, talking about feeding, and if you don't feed them the correct grain, then their brains will go dead, won't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great. The, the whole thing about raising pigeons, the most important thing of all, it, above everything else, is clean food, Right. If you get the food right, everything falls into place. If you get food yeah. wrong, everything <laughs> falls apart. You're right. And it becomes so difficult. So, for example, what you'll see is these fanciers have gone perfectly well, really good season, the prior season. Then they do exactly the same thing and they can't get – and their birds are sick. Do you understand? Nothing yeah. changed with the management other no. than the food, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if you think – if um. For example, this um, chap, very nice person who came recently because he was losing so many of these old family birds, if, you, if that happens, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You're going to have a food problem, right? So um, you need to attend to that food problem before you can hope to do anything. Now, what about the example that we had this week when we were testing the birds here? I won't mention any names, but... Um the foods are right because we know the foods right what he's feeding right but yeah. his birds have gone off so what does he do in that instance because his first his first instinct when his birds when he rang me up and he said oh there's something wrong with the food and I said no there's not we've had it tested it's it's perfect well then what you do then is you look at what the training is right and the the next most common cause of failure with health is overtraining underfeeding so you have to then reassess your feeding. You have to reassess the energy content of your food and then reassess the frequency of your fly, your loft fly or your tossing and the distance at, at, that you're tossing at and the rate at which you've increased the distance of tossing. So they're the sort of things that you're looking at to try to work out why are these birds breaking down. It's always stress-related, either food mm. stressing the immune system or some other physical thing or some mm. um, other threat is upsetting them. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we've okay. been well informed, and thanks very much, Rob. And once okay. again, congratulations for your great race <laughs> in the last few weeks. You've done really well, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, Rob. 
Oh, yeah, Thanks, Tiny, uh, Tiny. Tiny wants to go, Tiny. Congratulations, Rob. Thanks, Tiny. You're you're, you're the top bear there. Thanks, mate. Good on you, matey. See ya. Good Bye. on you. See ya, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Rob. All right, and that was Dr. Rob Marshall, our Pigeon Radio Australia vet, and uh, I think that information was great, That very good information. What do you reckon, fellas? Yep. So what are they yeah, yeah, for sure. For right. sure. Yeah. Ivan, um, I think um, the important thing there, yeah, feed your birds right, train them not, uh, accordingly, according to their, their mm. fitness yeah. and their health. Uh, if you try to overdo it, you lose it. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. We're going to break for a song and then we're coming back, I think, with another Sydney person. And uh, right now we're going to pray this song. This will suit Tony McPherson. This will suit you, Tony, this song. Because you know, what it's, you know what it's called? Do you know what no, it's called? No. no. Well, well I'll tell you. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This this song is sung by uh, a, a, country, a country artist, a new country artist in Australia called Bryce Sainty, and the name of the song is I Just Feel Like Dancing. How's that? Ah, yes. Excellent. <laughs> so let's have a listen to Bryce Sainty and I Just Feel Like Dancing. Pigeon Radio Australia will be back after this. looking at you. I see step me Wondering who's gonna make the first move I bet it's gonna be you Then I hear my favorite song come on now I just feel like dancing No time for romancing I don't need no whiskey, baby I'm talking Friday nights with my hands up in the skylight Got me feeling just right Yeah, I know you want me, baby but I just feel like, I just feel like I know when this song is through I'm gonna wanna get to know you Right now I just wanna move It's so much better with two I just feel like dancing No time for romancing I don't need no whiskey, baby Talking Friday nights with my hands up in the skylight Got me feeling just right Yeah, I know you want me, baby But I just feel like, I just feel like dancing No time for romance, yeah I don't need no whiskey, baby Cause I just feel like Dancing No time for romance, yeah I don't need no whiskey, baby I'm talking Friday nights With my hands up in the skylight Got me feeling just right Yeah, I know you want me, baby Cause I just feel like, I just feel like dancing No time for romancing I don't need no whiskey, baby I'm talking Friday nights with my hands up in the skylight Got me feeling just right Yeah, I know you want me, baby But I just feel like, I just feel like dancing 
This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Your voice in the community. 88.3 Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, broadcasting from our great radio station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And it's great to hear from our valued sponsors, and we thank our sponsors for sponsoring this program. And uh, without their help, we wouldn't be able to bring you this program to air. So thanks to all our sponsors 
We can't thank you enough. Thanks very much. And it's time for us to break for the Southern FM Radio National News right now. We'll be back after the Southern FM Radio National News to uh, talk to our Sydney correspondent, David Gordon, about the Sydney lockdowns and uh, pigeon racing cancelled until further notice. So stay tuned for the Southern FM Radio National News right now and we'll be back after the news with David Gordon from the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney to give us a report of what's happening with the lockdowns, pigeon racing and the latest results from the last race. Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Nab him, jab him, tab him. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And we broadcast from one of the greatest community radio stations in Melbourne, which is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. Go and check it out. Check out some of the other programs. In actual fact, uh, there's some really good programs on Southern FM, so go and check it out. Pigeon Radio Australia's weekly Australian pigeon racing results. And Charlie Gretsch has a guest from Sydney on. We're going to find out what's going on in Sydney with all this lockdown with the COVID and pigeon racing and everything else. Thanks, Ivan. I'd like to welcome back again Mr David Gordon with some more results for us, mate. How are you, David? Good, mate. Good. How are you all? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're doing all right, mate. How are you doing up there in Sydney with all this lockdown situation? You're doing better than us. You're doing better than us because, yeah, we're locked down probably for – probably we'll definitely miss this weekend's racing, but they're going to open the – well, they Mm. reckon they're going to open. Yeah, I noticed noticed on Pigeon Race Net that uh, it's got their already race cancelled. Yeah, yeah, because I reckon they're not going to open up before the ninth, which is a which is midnight Friday. So we could possibly basket on the Saturday and race on the eleventh. But mm. that's best case scenario for us mm. to miss one. But mm. at this stage, we really got no idea of what's going to happen. So hopefully, mm. it all blows yeah, over. Tell me, what about what about training the birds? Are you allowed to train them or not? Well, no. Well, we're allowed, obviously, you know, train them around the box and whatnot. But yeah, no. As far as I'm aware, we're not really allowed to do much. We're only allowed to leave for. A, 
four reasons that are essential. Mm. I think it was to, to <laughs> obviously go to the shop, go to healthcare. Mm. I can't remember the rest. It was once where once I we couldn't race, so I was sort of was tuned off. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was uh, just going to make it a bit difficult. But as long as we can keep them, you know. Some off. people say that Gladys made a mistake that she looked should have locked up sooner, but the. The lady really doesn't want to affect the economy and, and, and your daily lives, yeah. does she? Yeah, like everyone's got their own opinions. Like I personally don't think lockdown's the way to go. Mm. Um, but, you know, every you speak to 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different answers. But mm. she held off for a while, which which was good. And, uh, you know, at least we got some racing in. But you know, yeah. if we can... We can just keep look. Look, I don't think I don't think we need to worry about tossing too much for the next week or two. Anyway, if we mm. just keep them fit around the box, they're gonna, they've got no stress on them if we're not tossing or racing them. So mm. they sh- we're not up the line that far anyway. So we should mm. be able to slot them straight back in without mm. any road training. Mm. You, you know, if everyone's got them right, because yeah. they've been tossing for months anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, missing a week or two yeah. is probably not gonna. Yeah, missing a week or two is not really gonna hurt them anyway. So anyway, they, they I'll, I'll put the microphone back to Charlie. And- yeah, thanks, Ivan. So, David, give us some results, mate. Uh, we got we got results from uh, the tea gardens on our well, our third and final tea gardens of the uh, of the season, which is uh, you know 179 kilometres to me, and uh, we got the top ten from from Regents Park, Sankari Brothers, from Greystains, Ali Kara, uh, P and J Stig from Liverpool in at eighth, at seventh. Uh, once again, I'm not very good with pronunciations, but uh, Mr. Pas. Uh, Paspersky from Regents Park, PNP Winton from Liverpool in at six. She's never doesn't matter where we fly from, she's always there. Uh, Anthony Ages in at fifth from Oatley, Mark Kaluris from Liverpool in the fourth, Rob Marshall from Northern Suburbs in at third. Uh, in a second one from Irwell and Barbell Park is uh, Vamanikas and Son, and in first is the exact same flyer as last week. And what makes it even more incredible, it's the exact same pigeon as well. Two weeks in a row, the same pigeon wins the Fed. John Borg and Sons from Oatley. So an absolutely phenomenal effort from that pigeon. Yeah, wow. That's, um, well, pity. Could have been a hat pick. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably. Well, I, was, I was spewing because I'm on a bit of a run in the section, but uh, I'll bet you he's more spewing because he's on a run in the Fed. So, mm. but, uh, you know, I guess. Yeah, you've, the, been, you've been doing all right too, Dave. You haven't. Um... Yeah, well, I'm way out west, so it's a bit harder at the minute yeah. to get the. Uh, I think I'm second furthest west or second but or third. But hey, I was looking at the results, yeah, David, and you've got first yeah. and second, right? And then you've got Rob Marshall coming in third, and his part time's yeah. like two hours and 42 minutes. <laughs> that's that's yeah. just incredible, that is. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, yeah. Rob, Rob uh, pretty much lives at the tea gardens, I think. Nice and short there. <laughs> uh, but now you got to everyone's got to have them right and uh, to get them going. And uh, like I was saying the other week, we we're a bit worried about the north, but it's turned out really good so far, returns wise. Like I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. I've I haven't dropped a pigeon for for the last four races, so it's been really well. So. Oh, that's very good, eh? Yeah. So at least you know, at least I'm. Well, at least you've I'm, got their bloody health right, haven't you? Yeah, well, they're, they're definitely on the right track. Um, said that at the moment, I'm just looking at section results. So, like, my club's not really big enough to really worry about the club too much this year. But um, I'm yeah, worried about section results for now. Till we probably get to about Kempsey, then I could probably start to really affect the top ten in the Fed, and just got to keep them going to you know to mm. well, how they are, and hopefully that it keeps up. Well, let's hope we get rid of this damn COVID out of Sydney, and you can continue on with racing. Yeah, I'm, I'm open, so I'm trying to keep a positive mind, but uh, mm. yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it all all goes. And 
there. Well, like you blokes copped it really bad last. You couldn't race at all. So, no, you we know, didn't race at we're all. in a, we're in a better situation. We were the only that. place in the world. Well, as you heard, Tony <laughs> McPherson said before, the Greater Melbourne had one race, and Gary Gillard won the uh, Bird of the Year, the uh, Averages, <laughs> he won everything. <laughs> That'll never happen again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I, hope you know, got a big tro- I hope you got a big trophy for that, cleaning up the whole thing. Tony McPherson, did Gary Gillard get a big trophy for that? No, he, he just got a big... <laughs> he, got a big he got a big laugh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, look, um, yes, it was interesting. Mind you, we finished off the year with, um, with um, a series anyway, and we had about seven races, and we finished off at Mildura. So, um, and that was basically to get the birds educated and that for this year. And the, and the guys that went into that thoroughly enjoyed it. So, um, and those birds now, they'll be the birds that will go to our first uh, four races, um, you know, or six races or whatever. So they're, they're pretty well educated. And, uh, so, you know, that, that was the important thing is to educate the, the, uh, the, the yearlings of last year yeah. to be good two-year-olds this year. And I think we... Did pretty well, Dave. Now, yeah. now, you know, you guys up there, you, you can have a, a bit of a spell and loft fly your birds. There'll be guys going to work, of course, and those people going to work can toss their birds. Well, that's right. Like, no, no dramas at all. Uh, just, you know, let's let's just hope that, um, like, this, this virus that's going around now is um, a lot worse than what you went through before. And it, and and um, you know we've got to show a bit of respect to it because I tell you it, it it's you only have to walk past each other and you've got it yeah so um, and that's why you that's why you you guys are going to live in your house for fourteen days yeah well it just it just shows you there's more important things than pigeon racing and there is. Yeah. And once they take it away from us, it makes you uh, appreciate it even more once we get it back. Oh, yeah. I'm actually interested to see how um, Melbourne, the whole of Melbourne really goes this year because there's been a big debate for years saying, oh, like, especially from the overseas blokes, oh, we race our pigeons too young and all the rest of it. But the sense that you've pretty much had next to no racing last year, it would be interesting to see how their yes, birds do go. Be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, it could be a blessing in disguise and we could all learn something from it. So Correct. It might not be all as negative as it, as it looked to begin with. So we'll, we'll No, that's, that's true. But I tell <laughs> you what, I tell you what, Tony will, Tony will reiterate this one, right? When, when you finally get the, the go-ahead that we're opening up and you can toss your pigeons, mate, the excitement is unbelievable. I tell oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, uh, we were we we were allowed to go five five kilometres, so that's what we were doing, tossing the birds from five k. Then we were allowed to go twenty five k, so uh, those that did you know, toss their birds twenty five k. Now we've um, and, and you've got to remember, it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, oh Jesus, we're going to have to approach the government to be able to toss our birds this, that, and the other. Well, now now we're tossing money a hundred miles yes, away. Tony, that's a good point that you just just made, but 
Uh, in saying that, we could. This virus is, as you know, it's behaving in, a, in mysterious ways, right? It so it, it could yeah. come back, right? And we could be in the situation again. So lobbying the government shouldn't stop just because we got over. No, up. no, no, no. Well, it's already, as you know, Ivan. Um, Charlie's done a, a lot of work with. Uh, Charlie's with done a tremendous job. But in actual fact, Charlie got us uh, permission to toss the pigeons last year, which. Oh, yes. It was amazing that he got that permission. Good job, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. How would you go about getting that, Charlie? How would you go about getting that permission? Obviously, being in the same shire and everything, um, and they knew that um, that I raised pigeons and we had um, a few people around the um, businesses that were involved and what we were doing, yeah. we're always involved in different things like with the Anzacs. And so we were pretty well known up here, which gave us a bit more... Um, they showed a bit more interest because of what yeah. we did. We weren't just someone that just sort of said, hey, we're in trouble, we need help, like who are you? So they already yeah. knew who we were and what we did and all that kind of stuff. So that sort of helped us put us over that line and even um, you know, having people that put results in papers for us who end up working for you know, the, the, these um, ministers and stuff. So they, you know, we were pretty well known. But But Charlie, you know what Charlie's done, right? I'll tell you what. He has involved himself in his local community, right? Mm -hmm. He's uh, been to the minister's office. He's told them, here I am, I'm from the Pigeon Club. So they all knew him. And when he needed something, it was easy to knock on the door and say, hey, I need some help here. And he got it. Yeah, rather than just asking for stuff. We all know that anybody you talk to regarding pigeons and what we do and how we race them, Everybody's always fascinated and they always listen to what, and especially that video that came out, they actually got to see exactly what we did in the way of training. Yeah. So it opened their eyes even more. I'll tell you what the trouble with federations is, all right, and this is all across the board everywhere. When we're cruising along and everything's going fine, you know, we don't worry about nothing, but when there's a problem, then we all start panicking. We have to do what Charlie's doing. Every club and federation, involve yourselves in the local community because if you get yourself in this situation, then each club in that area can lobby their local minister and you will get results like that. Believe me, I know. Well, I've got um, this week I've been sitting down because we've got our one thaggies coming up in the month. So all these businesses and everybody all been contacted now. They all know that we're ready to rock and roll. So, um, you know, everybody knows that pigeon racing down here in Wallen is happening and um, it's out there. Well, so you know what I can say to you, Charlie? You've set an example and every pigeon fancier in Australia should look at what you've done and take your example and run with it. Well, hopefully after this series... Um, well, I've actually got some good news coming up after oh, probably probably in the middle of this series, which is a very good thing for pigeon racing. But I'm not going to say nothing at the moment because um, there's a lot of people that knock you when you do stuff, and I don't want, want them to sort of yeah. know anything yet until uh, halfway through the <laughs> series to show that these people out there need to pull their heads in or out or whatever you want to do and, <laughs> and, and, and do if you want to race pigeons and you want to promote it, well, instead of talking about losing flies or gaining flies or whatever, get off there. We used to have publicity offices many years ago, and they wonder yeah. why, you know, we don't get pigeons. And many years ago, we used to put our results in the paper, in the age, and in the sun, in, in the local part. You still can, yeah, but people are too lazy can. to do it. That's the it's problem. Too lazy. Federations have got board members, and I always say this, I've got nothing to hide. You know, federations have got board members that go there for themselves. I've always said that. 
Now, I'm, mm, I'm saying nothing wrong by saying what I'm saying, which is true. You know, they all should be doing something for their federation. And if they want pigeon racing to keep going, they need to have somebody there. Like we used to do many years ago, where publicity officers, every, every year we had one. Yeah. There was no problem. Yeah. But now, they don't care. All they care is about themselves. What do you do and, up in Sydney, mate? Well, well you, you've had a lot of exposure in Sydney with pigeon racing, actually, haven't you? With Gary Portelli and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, him with the horses helps out, um, you know, being well known through that. Well, we've got the, um, you know, you've always got your knockers on it, but we got the, the pigeon board there, and I know um, Stephen <laughs> does a lot of, a lot of work. Um, he sent me through something a while ago when he done the Anzac things, you know, he, he done, done things for that, donated money for that, helped out with the vaccine, which, you know, the road of vaccine, which, um, you know, which got, which word got around, you know, so he's done a lot for the sport in mm. terms of getting it out there. Well, but that, that, that there should, statement there that you... Lot, there should be a lot more done. There mm. really should be. Um, mm. Like like you were saying about the publicity officers, that used to be something big, you know, when I first come through, but you don't see or hear about them now. Everything just goes on Facebook on a private page where... It doesn't really get the right exposure. No, you're that. only talking to pigeon fanciers, right? That, we want to we want to promote right. this sport outside pigeon fanciers, yeah, okay? That, that's so right. going on Facebook pigeon. on a group only yeah. for pigeon fanciers is not going to promote yeah. the the sport outside of the pigeon fancier yeah. circle. Well, you, you could go you could go down the same. Like my mate's just recently he races pigeons also, but he's just recently gotten the greyhounds, and you know that's that, that's all funded by the government, you know. Um, because they make a lot of the TAB through it, they they get their name out through that with it being legislated that way. We could head down the same way. There's no reason why we can't, and we could get like they they pay them to race their dogs a lot of the times. Like he had a maiden come second, wins two hundred and sixty bucks. Didn't put nothing into it because it's all sponsored by the government. So it gets sponsored mm. from got these outside exposure. Well, you don't, you know, you, know, like, you make that comment about greyhounds. You never seen any horse race or harness race or even greyhound race that was cancelled or training cancelled or anything. They were going. The they reason going. why the reason why they're not getting cancelled is because they're getting funded by the government. Correct. Um, you, you know, like they're, they're, they're because the government's making a shitload of money off them through through the through the betting agencies, and we we, we could somehow go along the same lines and we could really make a difference. Uh, we in, could. In yeah, but you've there. got some of the older blokes, David, right? They don't think like us younger yeah. people, right? And what they're saying is, oh, no, it just won't work. It won't happen, you know? And well, and, and, and the other thing I hate about yeah. the older fans is we've been doing it like this for 100 years. We're going to keep doing it like this for another 100. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. The negative answers and all the old boys can step aside and let the new generation take over because I, I've got three kids. So I'm only 29. I, I want them around, you know? I'm to, to fly if they wish, and the way we're going, the sport won't be around for them to fly Correct. in 2030. So it is a step that we might need to take. Um, it's going to bring a lot more exposure. It's going to bring, uh, you know, like I, I was actually talking to my mate not long before I got on here, and he's all for the prize money and whatnot. I just want to win, right? I just want to win. I don't care about the yeah. money. You know, if I would get the money, it's a bonus. I've got to feed them, you know. But yeah. a lot of people are getting out of it because, oh, they win their club and they, they get a blue card. They're not happy with that, you know. <laughs> so they go go and buy a greyhound and, you know, they're winning yeah. money left and right. So. Yeah. 
we, we could go down that avenue and I think it could really help. And um, it, it would stop a lot of the problems that we have. Well, um, look, Pigeon Racing Victoria here in, in Melbourne have set an example setting up the $100,000 race. And I'll tell you what, when you tell people that we've – that's what I use. That's my that's my selling point, right? If I see somebody when I'm tossing the bird's eye straight away, they yeah. go, oh, pigeons, yeah, what are you doing? I race yeah. them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what do you get for racing pigeons? And I said, you know what? We've got a $100,000 race now. I said, we've got a $30,000 dollar race you know yes you can see that that's right and then that's what attracts them to go like at the moment i'm just i'm, I'm racing for a blue card at the moment like it's like which which is fine by me because i'm in the sport but if someone comes up to you like you're saying like like last year getting that timber pigeon you don't tell them that it was the only bird because that's not very good publicity you tell no. them oh yeah i won five, i won five grand oh yeah if you want any and i told someone that and then they go oh well, i didn't tell them that was the only bird because you don't want that getting around <laughs> no. but then they go or oh, oh, anything else but i said yeah i won, won a race called the green ring i won 10 grand from that and then, oh all of a sudden they want to get a loft up because they think they can yep you know we can we can sort of i, get I had a plumber i had a plumber i had a plumber working here today and and i was tossing yeah. i was loading the birds on the ute right and he was working in here right yeah. and he goes what are you doing with them birds and i says i'm <laughs> training them what for i said to race them Oh, yeah, and he says, what do you get? For? I says, mate, we've got a $100,000 race. His ears pricked up in about a minute. He says, how yeah. can I get involved in that? I says, I, yeah, I says, no worries, mate, I'll get you involved, <laughs> right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't tell them about the tireless uh, dedication and work we put into them to get no, them no, there. No, no, no. You, you don't tell them that to start with. We'll just get them in the door and, and go from there. <laughs> Mate, it, it, you know, his ears pricked up. You should have seen the way he looked at me. He said, what, you get $100,000? I said, if my bird comes first, mate, I put $100,000 in my pocket. Yeah, that's it. That's all I meant. <laughs> all right, Charlie, you can finish up, mate. Well, listen, um, Dave, by the end of the season, you'll have yep. all the names up. Uh, perfect. You know exactly how to pronounce them. Oh, I'm, I'm trying my best. I, tell, I do apologise to them, blokes. Oh, bloody, and, uh, I'm usually pretty good. We've all been in that same in the same boat. But I tell you now, mate, only another few weeks and they'll be rolling off your tongue. Tell you what, there's one bloke on there. I, I've, I, I didn't know him before this year, but he's been in the top ten fed that many times. I'm getting used to him now, so he's going all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You anyway. know what, David? Next next time you come on, we yep. get whoever wins the fed, get them on. I did, I did, I did try, but the bloke was busy because I wanted him to talk about his pigeon because I thought mm. that was a fair, you know, regardless where they live, that's a fantastic effort to win the same pigeon two weeks in a row. Mm. So I, I did speak to him to try and get him on, but he was too busy. Yeah, uh, that's fair hopefully, enough. But... Hopefully, uh, hopefully next, well, once we get going again, mm. hopefully I win the Fed and you can talk to me <laughs> twice again. <laughs> All right, no worries, it's on. All right, buddy. All right, take it easy. Thanks, fellas. All the best. See you next week. Thanks, Thanks mate. See, See you, mate. All right, and that was David Gordon from Sydney, and I hope everybody in Sydney stays safe, and uh, I hope they get back to pigeon racing pretty quickly. It's terrible when you can't race your pig- Isn't it, Tony? It's a shocking. Shocking. It's shocking. You sit in your backyard looking at the birds, and you can't do nothing with them. It's terrible. Terrible feeling. So I know exactly how those guys in Sydney feel. I really do. Anyway, we're going to break for a song right now. And uh, here's an appropriate song. Here's Alan Jackson. This song's called Everything But The Wings. Alan Jackson and Pigeon Radio Australia. 88.3 Southern FM. Hard to describe You're like nothing I've ever known in my life 
kindness flowing from down deep inside your eyes. So selfless and complete. And beauty in and out. All around you, not a single cloud. Like the rain just stops before it hits the ground and puddles at your feet. You're an angel. I know heaven wonders where you are. Like you fell off some old shining star. Right into my heart An angel When I'm with you I feel like a king Just like out of some old movie scene An angel Everything but the
Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. This past year has been difficult for everyone in the music industry, from musicians to roadies, promoters to artist managers. Many are still unable to make ends meet. Music Industry Charity Support Act has announced two new cash grants, Music Keeper and Crew Keeper, with support from the Australian Government. Help ease the burden. If you work in the music industry and you're in need of financial support, visit supportact.org.au to learn more. That's supportact.org.au. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie... Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. 
You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, and uh, I always say this, our website address is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Now, don't forget, we podcast. We're on the Podbean podcast network, and I've had some congratulatory messages from Podbean. We've reached now 4,000 downloads, and we're going for the 5,000, then we'll get another badge. So, yeah, check us out on Podbean. You can also get us live while the show's on on Podbean on a Monday and a Wednesday. So, right now, we're going to introduce this lovely lady from the United Kingdom. Well, come and fly with me. Introducing Pigeon Radio Australia's UK correspondent from the Dream Team Lofts in Great Britain, Naomi Pierce. Hello, Naomi Pierce. Hello, how are you, Naomi? I'm fine, how are you? Good, thanks, good, good. Now, I'm just going to read an article first up that's in an Australian newspaper. We've been blitzed with this with this uh, subject all week on TV, radio and television. People are reporting this. It says, well, this article come out today and it says, the worst day ever in pigeon racing history as 5,000 birds vanish. Over 5,000 homing pigeons mysteriously disappeared during a race across the UK. Naomi, you're in the UK. Tell us what the hell's going on. Well, to be fair, the the information that we've been been told that there was some sort of solar storm that caused a disruption to the magnetic field and what that then does is it messes up the pigeon's internal sat-nav. So they just can't find their way home, and they end up confused. But it was it was a horrendous day. The amount of people that I've spoken to, the people that have sent 100 pigeons and haven't seen a feather, haven't got anything back. Um, it, it was a horrible, horrible sort of day. The losses were, from what I, from the, from the ones that I've spoken to, were massive. I mean, there's people that have been racing for 60, 70 years and having to basically restart all their old bird team again. Because of mm, mm. Now, is it true that some of these birds have been dropping in Mallorca? There's been birds that have been reported in France, in Belgium, in Spain, uh, across in Ireland. There's, there's Irish pigeons that have been reported over in Spain as well. And it's, they've just they've just flown everywhere. They just didn't know how to get home. Mm. I'm sure CG has questions for you. CG. Well, um, maybe they've probably spotted some by now at, um, on Gilligan's Island, wouldn't they? Do they have that? I mean, we, we feel like we were one of the lucky ones because we sent 11 and we've got eight back out of our 11. So we feel like we were one of the lucky ones. Well, you must have uh, you had know, that magnetic, you must have had that magnetic, magnetic badge turned on. <laughs> I don't know what it was with them, but they managed to find the way back. So, and then you know like, what it is. The, uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what your secret is, Naomi. You're bonding with your birds, and they're coming back to you. Um, we obviously everyone is, is lost so many pigeons all over. For it's not just um, say it's not just pigeons that haven't won anything or anything like that that's gone missing. There are people's pigeons that have 
won you know five or six club races and they've topped the Fed and they've won gold medals, they've won championship races and national races. It, it, it's not one sort of type of pigeon that you know one of those that hasn't won anything or anything like that. It's not that type. It's everything. So what you're saying is that this solar thing that happened, uh, yeah, so that's what they've put it down to, have they? Yeah, well, they said that there's a solar storm that's caused um, disruption to the Earth's magnetic field, which is then um, messed up internally because you're in sat now because that's what they rely on, the magnetic field. Okay, so so that means... Apparently they haven't had this since 1986. Right. So is this something that, that they can sort of know that's going to happen or it just happens? It's just something that happens. It's not something that, that can be predicted. It's, it's, I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's, yeah, it's just something that happens. It's not, not like predicting that it's going to rain or it's going to, it's going to have a nice day that day. Right. It just happens. Right, and it happens once every, what did you say, it happened? Well, they, they, had, this, they had this back in 1986 um, where the same thing happened and thousands of pigeons just went missing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's clearly something that, that has happened before, but just not for a very long time. Mm. Now, mm. Tony Mack, what do you reckon, mate? I'm hoping yeah. the people of Pigeons find their way home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we've, we've had not as bad a, a situation, but we have had those solar um, flares where it upsets the birds, but obviously over over in the in your hemisphere... It must affect the birds more than what it does down this, down the southern hemisphere. Um, it's yeah, we we do have problems where birds have at times, especially when the sun's got a a ring around it, like it looks like a white ring around it on a bad day. Uh, the birds yeah. find it difficult to to orientate. But um, yeah, what what you guys have gone through, it it, it has happened before, but. Yeah, gee whiz, there's a lot of birds gone, gone missing. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. like, um, like, because there was also, like, there was a, a heavy blanket of, sky, of cloud all across the sky. There was no there was no breaks in the cloud or anything. It was just a thick blanket of cloud. And um, the only way I can describe it is when you go through, like, a dead spot with your phone and you lose signal. Uh, yeah. It's like that when you have this blanket of, of cloud. The, the, the pigeons, effectively, they lose signal. <laughs> they, they need that break in the cloud. How far was the race from? Um, we'd actually had a pullback race, and we were <coughs> 120 miles. But there were people that were racing from 200 miles. It wasn't just one race. There were various races, obviously, still going on through all over the UK. And it was all pigeons were flying in all directions, you know, north and south and everything else. And, yeah, it just went. So the short, the short markers or the short distance racing copped it just as much as what the longer races did with losing... Pigeons, is that what you're saying? I, I think I think the ones that, I mean, it's not it's not 100. percent This is what I can just say from obviously our, our, our fed and our clubs and everything. The shorter races seem to have had less losses than those that were going from slightly further. But obviously, there was still there was still mass losses from them. I mean, I know that there was people that were racing from 140 miles, so just a bit more than us. And like I say, they sent 100 pigeons and haven't seen a feather still. It sounds it sounds a lot like they've overshot the. And just kept going. If you've had birds reported um, in Europe, you've got a problem there anyway with Brexit getting them back. <laughs> well, I know that's a whole that's a whole other subject. That one. Yeah, yeah. And because, you can't get back as well now because obviously you can't send a courier in to fetch them or anything. Yeah, they're, they're stuck. They're they're illegal uh, migrants. 
Aliens. Yeah, they're aliens. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, they might be put put on an island and and uh, kept there for umpteen years. <laughs> A bit like what happens over here. Now, talking about talking about. <laughs> Talking about Brexit, uh, Naomi, um, there's a minister that's uh, really campaigning to end this silly nonsense with Europe. From what I have heard is that there have been heavy discussions between um, obviously the French government and our government and the RPRA, and it looks like it won't be for this this race season, but for next race season it might be looking like we actually can race from France, um, as long as all of the birds have been um, tested and been jabbed before that they can race, which is something that we do anyway. They're all the birds are always uh, you know, jabbed and everything before they can yeah. race. So. I, I hope the French, you know, get a little bit smarter and, and, and allow you to race your pigeons. It's just ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, it, it, it's, been, it's been a difficult one because I know there's a lot of, a lot of pigeon fanciers that you know, if the, the long-distance races from France that they look forward to each year and they've not had that. Yeah. Um, you know, as furthest race this year is going to be 270 miles, which for them is nothing. No, correct. So, so, so with a bit of a different subject, um, Naomi, what's happening with the COVID and your racing? Is it affecting the, the birds getting or people be able to train the pigeons or has there been any... Um, Lockdowns or anything like that? No, no, we've had no more lockdowns and COVID's not affecting our pigeon racing, thankfully. Um, as long as, obviously, we just stick to a six-man marking team, uh, we wear face masks and we social distance and that's it. Luckily, it's not that's not affected us for racing this year. Now, what about the uh, the jab? Is, um, do you have to have the jab or how's it been going over there with everybody having the... Um the injection? Uh, no, some people are ha- some some people are having the jab, some people aren't. I mean, we've we've opted to uh, to not have it. We just don't feel it's necessary. Yeah. But you know, everyone's different. Everyone will choose to have it or they won't. Um, my my husband, he's had COVID, didn't get any symptoms, and was actually fine, and it's still fine now. Right, maybe they might have sort of that uh, people that have had the jab can race, or you, you know, they go to the club or. You know, back to normal. No, no, they've been. We, we, they're actually quite um, loose on on the rulings around pigeon racing and COVID and things like that. As, as I say, as long as you're sticking to wearing your mask and you're sticking to your distances, sort of thing, and we can't have no more than six at the marking station. In case it's just you drop your pigeons and then and then we have to obviously put them through. Oh, that's good. It's not affecting so, you. Only the solar things affecting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's not COVID, it's something else. Well, it only happens every 35 years, so you'd be right for another 35. Well, there you go. At least, at least everyone could have prepared. In 35 yeah. years' time, make sure you don't send your birds. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, just just send them to the short races. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just send them down the road for a 20-mile chuck. Just till, just till it recovers, and then you'd be right for the following week. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, we've, well, got, we've got um, a big race this weekend. How far is it this week? Uh, 275 miles. It's uh, just just across just across the, the you know the, the sea a little bit right. to uh, to Guernsey. Okay, so you better give us a bit of feedback on um, how you've been going. We haven't um, had an update for a while. So how's the results been going over there? Not too bad, actually. We're really, really quite pleased with how we've been going for the first old bird season. Um, last week, obviously horrendous week, but we managed to gain a second and third club and uh, eight eighth and fourteenth fed. Beautiful. So, you know, that, that, that's for what we were, we weren't, we weren't even going to clock in last week because we felt 
like we were miles behind. We just had that that little inkling that, no, no, we're miles behind sort of thing. And I went, no, no, we'll still clock one or two in. And yep. I'm glad we did. <laughs> well, well, you're we in. Yeah, that's good. So how many races you've had so, now? You've had about five or six, haven't you, or more? Uh, seven. Seven. This, this, this coming weekend is as last race to Old Birds and then we're on to Young Birds. Oh, well, um, good luck for next week. Uh, I don't think Ivan's got anything else. No, so and I hope luck. they don't lose another 10,000 pigeons. And, well, um, luckily, I mean, I know how you had Kyle on the show before from the Stray Centre. I mean, it was a few, obviously a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and he said about, he, he's actually been taken in, obviously all the, the stray pigeons that have been reported all over the UK. And I know that this week alone, I think he's had something like 142. Um, yeah. I mean, he's doing a really good job at you know, getting all, getting them all back to where they need to be. Um, and thankfully, yeah. all the non-fanciers across the UK, any that are getting uh, pigeons on the back garden and things like that, are you know, trying to contain them well, and reporting them so oh, they can get back. I read an article today where it said pigeons were dropping into Mallorca and people were actually um, dodging them on the road, like stopping in front of them to let them cross the road and stuff like that. There was was actually a group of pigeons that were sat at um, at the docks, just just sat on the edge of of a little boat waiting Mm. to... uh, as, as, as it come across, sort of thing, just as it was coming into into the docks at Dover, they was just sat on the edge of the boat. Jeez. Uh, so they kind of took a trip across the sea. Mm. <laughs> and a helping hand over, we are having to fly. Uh. Anyway, Naomi, it's great to hear from you again, and um, good luck for the next week or so, and uh, we'll be in touch with some more. Uh, yeah, brilliant, no problem. With some more results and some more things that's happening over your end of the woods. Yeah, hopefully, like I say, I can have more, more reports on you for uh, about the pigeon losses and things. And yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take it from there. No worries. All again, right. Thanks very much, and we shall see you again. Yes, we will. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Thanks, Naomi. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Naomi Pierce from Great Britain. And uh, we're going to break for a song. And here's a, a song that everybody knows, but it's not sung by the original people. It's a cover version, and it's Spiff and Fifi with Stumbling In. Pigeon Radio Australia. Our love is alive. So we begin.
pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulan Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm, and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2pm. Catch you there. Hi, I'm Peter Tolich. Join me every Thursday at 9am for the Music Director Program. Two hours of the newest music from Australia and around the globe. I play all genres of music from Americana to Zydeco with a heavy emphasis on Australian music. So if you like it new like I do and want to stay up to date, lock in 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time every Thursday for the Music Director Program on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. From St Kilda to Clayton, you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. 
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. And you're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. I don't have to say my website address because you should all know it by now. Anyway, our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And we're going to have a very exciting show next week, so tune in next week because we've got some special guests coming up. It's time to say goodbye to Mr. Tony Barber, B2. How are you going, Tony, and goodbye? Good, goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Pink Panther, and goodbye to everybody around the world. Mm, and it's goodbye to Mr. Tony McPherson. Yes, it's goodbye to you, Ivan. Goodbye, B1, and uh, goodbye, Charlie, Pink Panther, and uh, everyone have a good week and good tossing. Yes, yes, and yes. Have, and have a good race this weekend. Yes, WPF yeah. starts on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to yibbida, that. Yibbida, yibbida. Yibbida, yibbida. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Anyway, and Charlie, good goodbye to you, mate. Now, um, before uh, we go, I just want to say one thing. All right, yeah, say. Guys, this yeah. is Tony. Macpherson and and yourself, Ivan, that um, you'll be in charge of getting your results ready for next week's show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I will. And, and, I'll, and I'll get the Fed winner on. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right, Tony. Yeah, well, on. we're not racing, so we're the, week, we're the week after, so that'll be fine. Mm. I'll be in practice mode. And Tony McPherson, we're going to have some information on the King Island races because I've had a lot of messages and phone calls asking me what the hell's going on with King Island. From what I understand, it will be still held. Mm. And look, the the problem's been Mm. it's is the uh, plane. Oh, right? the plane to Tassie, oh, to King Island. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, it's, right. a, it's a plane. Uh, uh, every, the that's, plane, that's been the, the problem. plane, boss, the plane. Yeah, boss, the boss, the plane. <laughs> yes, yes. How's it, how's, how's it go, Ivan? It sounds good coming out of you. How yeah, do you say yeah, it? Hang on, I'll say it. Yeah, I can do it, I can do it. <laughs> the plane, the plane, boss, the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've got that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I nailed it, as they say. You nailed it. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm his size, too. They call me the garden gnome, so me standing outside in the garden saying, the plane, the plane is quite good, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Don't yeah. worry, isn't it, eh? Oh, goodbye, yeah, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, goodbye, and uh, we'll catch you same time, same station here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio! Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon.